Over the years in this program, we have brought you some uh, fabulous guests, if, if we do say so, and an awful lot of those have been uh, brought to you, dear listener, through the good people at uh, Newman Communications, who have provided such guests as Bill Moyers, John Dean, the late Molly Ivins, uh, actor Eli Wallach, and just uh, t- too many to mention, really. Uh, and, and we would like to, at this point, uh, talk to the CEO of Newman Communications, Bob Newman, who knows a thing or two about public relations and has been following the campaigns uh, in this election year very closely. So for the first and hopefully will not be the last time, we'd like to say, uh, Bob Newman, welcome to Radio Parallax. Good morning, Doug. This, uh, is this, is this the, the, the weirdest election year in, in a long time? It certainly seems like it to me. Well, you know, it started out months ago, and I remember talking about it six to nine months ago and saying that, that people would be bored of it if it went on as long as it did. Then it went into the next stage, which was the whole, you know, passion of the election. And Obama brought much of that, uh, the first of Obama, which uh, the first African-American candidate who was, who was really legitimate, and the first woman candidate who was legitimate, and then, the, you know, the large uh, groups on both sides who uh, just slowly self-destructed and left us with what we have. And then in the last couple of weeks, really the circus and the bazaar has gone on. One of the things I said early in the election, Doug, was this election would not be about the issues. It would uh-huh. not be about health care. It would not be about education. And as we see today, everything that is reported day to day in terms of what surrogates are saying, what the campaigns uh, are saying themselves, and finally, what the candidates are saying, both illegitimate and legitimate, as we found out today with Mrs. Clinton, as we found out a little bit with uh, Senator Obama as relates to, to his reverend, the bazaar goes on and on, and this really is a circus. And recently I called it nothing more than an upgraded professional wrestling match. And I think that the American public just likes to sit back and watch this. And the whole analogy that Mrs. Clinton used earlier is true. It is nothing more than sport at this point, and that's really a sad reality for all of us. Well, it, the weird thing about this year that really strikes me is that for the first time since, I guess, 1976, you've got two candidates going into one of the national conventions. Neither one has the KO punch to knock out the other, and so some deals are going to be made. And, of course, the person that you know usually benefits from that is the other party. Thinking back to how Jimmy Carter benefited from Ronald Reagan and Jerry Ford going at one another in 76. Doug, you're so right. I'm staring at, at, at MSNBC right now, and John McCain's giving a speech on economics. John McCain just came from Baghdad. He just came from Israel. He's looking presidential. He's also looking at someone with this economic speech that is saying, I want to help the American public. On the other side, we have YouTube videos and CNN videos of Obama's speech yesterday, and Mrs. Clinton admitting that something she said last uh, week about uh, her trip to Bosnia when she was first lady was nothing more than a complete lie. So you are right. When we start moving on and get closer to the convention, if these candidates are still fighting it out, the only ones to gain is the other party, and that's John McCain. And because he tries to position himself as friendly to independents and friendly to swing voters, he will pull over many who really get tired of the circus I talked about. Well, there's an article uh, here Monday on McClatchy Newspaper's David Helling talking about the Democrats looking at John McCain, thinking they may- maybe need to have a mini-convention to see if they can't get the, the process jump-started a little bit. What do you think of that? 
you know, I, I think they can. Unfortunately, the power brokers in the Democratic Party, as as we saw, uh, you know, this past week, uh, those who are in the know and those who have some power are, are are not getting along. You had Bill Richardson on the one hand yesterday battling former Democratic national chair uh, head Ed Rendell, who's the mayor of uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the governor of Pennsylvania, and so I think for them. To sit down and have a summit to get to get you know to use really a mafia term to get the heads of all the families <laughs> together and talk about this would work, but I don't see it working actually when they do it because you have a on the Obama side a group who is very worried about being disenfranchised the black vote and what could happen to our country if that happens and on the other side you have the clintons who clearly will do anything to win an election and even bill richardson said it yesterday these are the tactics that they put out when they feel like they're down and when they feel as though it's time to uh... it's time to really notch it up for a win well, one thing that people have focused in on is how that you know one party can influence the opposite party. And in here in Texas, apparently Rush Limbaugh asked a lot of vote listeners to vote for Hillary Clinton. And who knows? It looks as though a lot of uh, there were, from what I could see, fewer Republicans voting and a lot of Democrats voting. So I'm wondering if the Republicans are you know hoping to to push things more in the Clinton direction. Well, I, I think temporarily the, the Rush Limbaugh philosophy was as as much um, kind of chaos, as much anarchy as we can put into this party, the better. If you look at Pennsylvania, the uh, amount of uh, voters who have switched from the Republican Party temporarily in the election coming up to the Democratic Party is, is just enormous. Huh. So first, you have your Republicans who are worried about this, but secondly, there's the whole question of, are the Republican swing voters who really, by, by poll, go to Obama going to vote for him, or are they going to take the Limbaugh philosophy and try to continue this thing by having her win Pennsylvania by a large margin to the convention? And at that convention, you'll probably be looking at one candidate up by no more than 30 to 50 delegates, most likely Obama. But if Mrs. Clinton can take North Carolina, Kentucky, Indiana, and really all the rest, including Puerto Rico, she has a chance to pull a few superdelegates and even to even it out or maybe to be ahead by a couple delegates. But my call really there is Obama is going to be ahead in the popular vote, ahead in the delegates, ahead in the amount of states, and the Clintons are going to try to take it away from him. And I guess that's, of course, going to come down to the superdelegates. And, and some people are talking about how, well, why don't they just pick Al Gore if they can't pick between one of the above? And, and, you know, Al Gore is an option. You know, there's, uh, you know, some people always throw out the Michael Bloomberg option. Um, I, you know, it, it is very tough when you see John, they look at John McCain campaigning in California the last couple of days, campaigning with the governor, trying to get support up and down the coast, and potentially moving that state back into the category in which Reagan had it very hard thing to do but for them to watch this they're sitting down the power brokers including gore and including john edwards and including the rendells and the richardsons and saying what can we do to stop this bloodletting and al gore could be a choice for them although i tend to doubt it doug because again disenfranchised 
prioritizing women voters on Clinton's side, young and black voters on on uh, Obama's side, taking it away from the, most more likely the Obama side taking it away would really cause trouble in this country. First of all, it would cause trouble for the Democratic Party, but I don't really want to see what will happen. I don't want to get to that point. Um, it will be it'll be very tough, and this will really be social unrest. You know, the Democrats have not been noted for running particularly astute campaigns in the last couple of decades, and and, and I, I look at this whole thing about arguing over delegates in Florida, delegates in Michigan, and the power brokers saying, no, we'll give you no delegates then. Isn't, isn't this, uh, again, just sort of shooting yourself in the foot? I think Obama, Obama knowing he can't win those two states is really, uh, you know, he's digging his heels in, but he potentially could throw both of those states. Florida, since 2000, despite what happened, has really moved more Republican. Then they have a Republican governor. He could throw Michigan the opposite way, too, if the voters on, uh, on Mrs. Clinton's side do not come out as a result of uh, their votes. Not, they don't come out in, uh, in November. But to, to your main point, okay, I, it, it is true in some regards that Republicans are more business people. Republicans really understand what it's about in terms of sound bites, in terms of media, and in terms of running a campaign in a much more organized way and running a whole party it's you know it's fascinating that the amount of money you know that that is 10 to 15 to 20 times that both of these candidates have have brought in Clinton and Obama versus McCain but if you look at the coffers of the two parties the Republican National Committee has 25 million dollars Howard Dean's Democratic National Committee is 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 broke at this point there's Jeez. no party money and that goes to your whole point which is they're not responsible leaders. But another point with that, which is important, is this will be the first time since 1960 that we don't have that we have a senator who will be elected, and all of these senators have no executive experience. This is also, Doug, the first time since the 50s that either a sitting president or vice president is not running for election. Yeah. And so what it goes to is that experience, that ability to really look at the whole political landscape and to look at the public relations and both of these campaigns, and sometimes even McCain's have shown they can't do it. That worries me in terms of what the leadership will be like years from now. Well, Bob, I, I know that you mentioned uh, Puerto Rico uh, a second ago, and it's hard to imagine Puerto Rico could swing uh, a nomination process, but it, it, I guess anything's possible this year. You know, I, I was in Aruba recently, and, and we were trying to get home after the uh, after the, uh, the February break, the school break, and um, I got sidelined through uh, Puerto Rico uh, since the direct flight had been canceled as a result of a storm in the Northeast. And I sat there in San Juan, which actually is 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 a, is a beautiful area, but a tough area at this point, and said, "Will these candidates come downtown here in San Juan to?" Uh, to uh, to campaign, Mrs. Clinton by far has had the strength in the uh, with the Latino and Hispanic vote. Obama hasn't, but I think based on the proportional representation, both of them will get down there enough, and the 50 votes will probably be broken up two thirds to Mrs. Clinton, a third to Obama, and you know by June 1st, I can almost guarantee that that last primary, which they just switched 
from being a caucus which favored Obama to a, an election, a primary which, fo- which favors Clinton. And I would guess that they're still going to be in the ballgame then unless one of the candidates somehow in the next two months implodes. And they're imploding in small ways. Reverend Wright on the on the side of Obama, and then on the other side, Mrs. Clinton imploded uh, last week and today with these remarks about her uh, her her facing gunfire and bombs in Bosnia, which wasn't true. Wow. Well, uh, uh, there's a lot of campaigning uh, to be taking place uh, in in the months to come here, and we hope perhaps next month after when when, when actually when's Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is April 21st, okay. and, and, and she is going to win Pennsylvania. There really is no doubt. He'll pick up strong black vote in Pittsburgh, in Philadelphia. He'll pick up um, some of the white suburban vote in Lehigh County and some of the other southern suburbs. But when it comes to all of the state, she probably will win it, maybe not by 8 or 10 points, but by 5 or 6 points. But again, with proportional representation, Surprisingly so, Pennsylvania will mean very little, and then they'll be on to North Carolina, which is important. If she upsets him in North Carolina, which he was so favored by, and now it's tight, then she's going to make, Doug, the strong point that she has the momentum, that she can win the bigger states that, uh, that will be needed to be won in, in November. But that still will pull away what he will have in the end, which is the most uh, uh, the most delegates, the most popular vote, and the most states. Well, Bob, why don't you come back, if you could, in about four or five weeks. We'll see how things are looking then. Maybe at that time we can discuss all these possible options for vice president, which interests a lot of people. And I won't hold you, but there are some fascinating ones. And, and actually, to look on the other party, I would love to talk to you about some young and potentially uh, and female potentials that John McCain is looking at now to really switch his image around. And that's what this campaign has all been about, which is image and not necessarily issues. All right. Well, well when, the, when the time comes, we'll talk about that. And I hope to God he doesn't pick Condi Rice. <laughs> Uh, no, I, you know, I'll leave you with this. I mean, he has talked seriously and looked recently, if anyone wants to look, your people want to look her, her up, at the governor of Alaska and um, a, a Republican governor, a, uh, a, a woman governor, most likely won't do it in the end and most likely won't pick the, um, the, the governor of Louisiana, who's of color, but, um, and may end up with, with the traditional man choice. But uh, I think McCain could show a lot of moxie if he actually goes out in the limb and picks somebody who's a little bit different from him and is not there to satisfy the far right of the party. We've been speaking with Bob Newman, CEO of Newman Communications, about public relations and this uh, election year. And and hopefully, uh, Bob, you'll come back in about uh, maybe six weeks. We can do this again. I would enjoy it, Doug. Take care. All right.